only ever be where you are right now. What is your podcast? It's the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Bottleger Podcast, episode 96, taking control of your life and the illusion of being ready. Now, this tasty episode is brought to you by Bottleger.com, where you guys can pick up my ebook, The Crash Course to Kick Ass Day Game, little action guide there to get you out, sorting your day game out. Also, you can book a one-on-one Skype coaching, which is where we dive into handling your skill set, whether it be in dating, but also just getting into your limiting beliefs, psychological, uh, philosophical reasons for what you're doing in life, right? creating action plans, getting through all those paper walls in your minds and making sure you're actually moving forward. You can book uh, either just one-offs or also dive in for ongoing packages, which is where the real gains are to be made. Just let me know on the website, dive in right there. Also, you can book in for them boot camps, the immersive, the immersive boot camps, illumination, parts illumination for your social skill set. Now, I just want to mention right here, uh, we've been crash hot on these. March 15th and 16th in Melbourne, there's still one uh, position available on a day game boot camp in Melbourne, Australia. So let me know if you're keen for that. But also, we're looking at uh, US in June, June uh, as well. So if you guys in the US, you're looking at New York, let me know. Send me inquiries, serious inquiries only for that deep, immersive day game boot camp. Also, if you guys would like to support this podcast, you can do so by sending anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A D A M O O I Adamui. And listen, I'm so grateful to all of you that have been supporting the potter in that way. It blows me away, especially for those of you that have been supporting the old Matcha Ginger Fund with those cheeky little comments attached to your donations. It's, uh, it's great to see. So I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Now, in this episode, we go hard in the paint as to obliterating your excuses for why you can't do this and how to switch your mindset to how you can do this, finding reasons for why you can get shit done in life and how this idea of being ready, it's such an illusion. It's nothing but an illusion. I go really hard on the context of one of my, this is essentially a conversation between one of my clients and it gets very emotional. It gets extremely emotional, extremely hardcore. And it's really just a kick up the ass. It's really just straight hardcore dope. And you know, you gotta be ready for this. It's gonna force you to look at your life and look at the way you're approaching life and really analyze, am I really just making excuses or am I finding reasons to get things done? What type of person am I? Listen, there's so much to go into, so just dive in. Let's go. What's good, my friends? Here we go. Talking about how to take control of your life. Bottles your podcast, 96. What's up? Welcome back. You know, when are you going to be ready? All right, when are you going to be ready? I feel like we're starting this conversation, mid-conversation as always. We've got the matcha. The intros just come for those of you that have listened to the audio version, but I know on YouTube, I don't put that intro in. So I will context you for a second here. And just saying that, in this conversation about taking control of your life and this illusion of being ready, there's just one thing I need to say right from the beginning. I need to get off my chest. But fuck, this matcha is good. Oh, shit. They, uh, I've got so many things I want to get into, but hang on a second. Listen, listen, my friends. Just You could turn off the podcast. You could turn this off after what I'm about to say. Please don't, but you could. Here's what I want to say. Being ready is an illusion. Right, the moment in time does not exist where an excuse will not be there for you to take hold of. And it's, it's just a matter of whether you look at situations in life as why can I do this versus why can I not do this? And that's where I want to get into of all this. And this is a very strange start to the potter. This is not normally how we go. Normally we have a bit of chop back and forth for the next two, three, maybe five minutes as to 
bringing you guys up to speed, getting you guys in on uh, where this thing is coming from today, the pre-context as always. But it's be- it's because this is straight from a dialogue I was having with one of my clients just yesterday. One of my clients who I do uh, regular Skype coaching with and I've had a relationship with over the last year and a half, uh, on and off for the last year and a half, but he all of a sudden decided he wanted to get serious. And he was telling me, he sent me a message this morning for those that do ongoing Skype uh, coaching with me, they get access to uh, send me questions and feedback and whatnot through my personal WhatsApp. So, uh, which I can't do for everyone, obviously. Otherwise, you know, I wouldn't get around to everyone. But it's a it's a special thing that comes with ongoing packages. Anyways, he sends me a message uh, this morning saying that I just I don't think I'm ready. And listen, we've got to backtrack a whole bunch. We've got to we've got to backtrack a whole bunch because I'm talking about the a specific romantic uh, pursuit the development of his social skill set pursuit, but this really applies to everything in life. This really applies to all the things that you wish to get after, whether that be in business, whether that be in romantic relationships, or it's just your personal health, your well-being, your fitness, your nutrition, uh, your purpose in general, right? Just all these things you, you think about, well, I'd like to do this, but maybe I'm not ready. But you are, and you are because you want, and that is my overall mentality towards this thing of, are you ready or not? When will I be ready? My overall perspective towards this in life is that, is that you'll never know if you are ready or not until you actually go through the experience. And in which case, it no longer matters. It no longer matters because the experience will show you whether you were or were not, and now you have real, actual points of reference to act upon, learn from, do better with, take the next step with, walk down the next line of this journey. And so it never really mattered whether you were ready or whether you were or were not ready. It never really mattered. None of that shit really mattered because you just went through the experience itself and allowed life to show you what you didn't know. So maybe you weren't ready for this experience, but because you went headfirst into the experience anyway and allowed life to show you what it is that you did not know, you now know and now you can learn. But you never get to that point. And this is my point with this point which is that you never get to that point if you're always saying to yourself, well, I just don't know if I'm ready. When will I be ready? You never know. You will never know until you've actually gone through the damn experience itself to know whether you were in retrospect ready or not. And listen, if you play those two things out, and I know we're starting at a weird place. This is a weird place because I have not even gone through the context at all, but I've, I've, I don't know. It's there's very few potos that I come into this with with a really solid formed idea of exactly what I want to talk to talk to you guys about today. Not that I've, as, as always, not that I do notes or not that I sit in deep meditation about this. But listen, I was in a steam session this morning. I was in the old sauna, well, steam bath, but I kind of close the doors and windows so it kind of gets like sauna in there. And I was just thinking about this thing of being ready. And I was kind of reflecting on my life and just thinking about how I think a lot of the things that I've learned and a lot of the things I've had the pleasure of going through in my life has purely been attributed to the fact that when I knew I was not ready, I decided that that was the time to go. And this is, this is let's ground it here. Let's get in a little bit deeper here. This is my perspective towards the being ready, when will I be ready type mentality, which is that because I know I will never have confirmation, there's never going to be a confirmation point from some ethereal sign from the sky above or from some magical being in my life that says, yes, Adam, now you are ready to start this business or yes, Adam, now you are ready to 
make romantic and the social side of your temple the number one and go into a 30-day challenge. Now is the time. Now you are ready to commit to this. And that's where the context is going to come from. So I will get back to the context as to why we're doing this with my client. I kind of painted like a quarter of it, but not, not enough. Not enough. But so I was never looking for those signs. And now as I've cultivated this, is that you? those signs will never come. You will forever be living your life waiting for the sign of I'm ready. And then you'll one day be dead. That's how that plays out. Throughout the mistake, when I look at when things that I should have pulled the pin on faster, when I think about some relationships I was in, think about, I'm not sure if I'm ready to do this or whatnot. Do I still need her? You know, this clean mentalities back when I was younger. And when I look back now, it's there was never a time where it's like, yes, letter in the box. You're ready. It never happened like that. You just had to go through it. And then you found out. And then I found out in post. So let me backtrack here for a second. I know there's a, there's a lot of tangents. There's a lot of things that have not been. Uh, I feel like if we, if we were to like visualize this, it's almost like I've come into the sandbox with a whole bunch of toys already. I hadn't even explained to you how we got into this sandbox. So we'll get into it. And yes, so the much is in, my friends, the much is in, this is episode 96, I do not remember the last time we had a proper bowl of matcha during session. And it's smooth, it's real smooth, I wish this shit up good. <laughs> oh, a healthy amount in this one as well, a healthy amount. So uh, the reason why I say that, for those that have no idea what I'm talking about, is that I've been typically having my matcha with my banana in the morning. Uh, pre pre the session normally I have like a uh, like a like a fruit shake that's blended up with a whole bunch of different fruits psyllium husk apple cider vinegar and a whole bunch of citric acid as well through lemons and limes and and I'll have some I'll have some banana with that but I've been putting my matcha on the banana it goes down well and then I come and do this session but I felt this time because I received a donation for the potter this morning and it was specifically to help fund the matcha fund. So, so I felt like I had to, I, I, I withheld from putting the matcha or the banana <laughs> and I decided to honor that person. Shout out to Tim. Thank you so much for your generous donation, my friend. It's very much appreciated. So I thought I would honor the matcha life and just have the matcha during the actual session. We need to get a, we need to hook up with a sponsor in Japan. It'll, that'll be the first sponsor for sure. I'm sure it will be someday if we ever go down that path. I don't know. Anyways, context. Let's dive in here. Holy shit. We're already like uh, nine, 10 minutes into this. We haven't even got to the real, real context. So let me backtrack just a seco. I told you guys that, yeah, it was my client I've been working with. Okay. So I need to paint this out. I need to paint this out. I will get to a message, a little bit of dialogue from our actual WhatsApp uh, conversation. And let me just start by saying this, I guess, though, that if he's listening to this, this is part and part a conversation between you and I, like that's what this is directed at, but it's largely going to extend to many different areas. And I want to, I'm going to throw in different uh, areas and experiences that I've had in my life. And for those of you that are listening that are not my clients that can't relate on this deeper level personally with me, just throw it back into your life, paint it into your life. Think about how I'm talking to my client right now and imagine you were in his position talking with me, just switching the examples, substitute the examples for your life is what I'm saying here. So this guy started, um, just thinking about names, thinking about names. I'll refer to him as A, I'll refer to him as A as in the letter A. He's from uh, San Diego, 
that's that's more than enough. I'll say that. So, uh, Eddie from San Diego, he messaged me about. I was checking back on the uh, on my files. He started contacting me at least a year and a half ago. It could have been closer to two years, but all I know is that our first Skype session was a year and a half ago. But I feel like he was emailing me back and forth before that, a little bit before that. So I can definitely say a year and a half ago though. And I was looking at my notes from our session a year and a half ago. And fast forward through the year and a half since then to about a month ago. Yeah, 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 about a month ago. In that time, he'd always been wanting to work on his dating life and his social skill set and feeling like girls was the most important thing in his life and he just needed to get this handled. And he's also a guy that has struggled with uh, addiction to alcohol and not so much the addiction to the physical alcohol, but addiction to the validation that comes from being someone that drinks alcohol and being a part of the scene and being... uh, being validated by his friends, by his family, by girls, uh, just to fit in. He's always, and this is something that I put out big on the gram the other day, which is that from one of our sessions actually, which is that external validation. It's the cup that can never be filled. And it was one of the big major points that we had to go over in our last session. Hold up, let me reset this cam. So that's kind of how we got started. He was struggling with his ideas of validation a year and a half ago, and also really just struggling with the freedom of choice in his dating life as do many of my male clients that come to me, which is that I just don't feel like that I have the autonomy, the power within my skill set to see a girl that I like in that coconut oil, baby. Hold <laughs> on, I came up too short. In that coconut oil aisle, baby. Where, where in life are you just walking down and there's a girl in a coconut oil jar? That's such a funny visual. Okay, I went a little too fast with that. You know, it's like he's he's struggling with that, walking down the aisle, getting his coconut oil, seeing that girl, and just being able to go, just being able to go and meet her. And more, and just more than just beyond that, I'm not sure if he had such a problem with the anxiety of just starting the interaction, but for sure did not know how to carry the interaction. And that's actually two very different things. Something that maybe I don't, uh, maybe I do. Maybe I don't speak about it enough. I maybe I don't speak about it enough. When I do speak about it, I definitely mention it. Probably just don't speak about it uh, as that as often because we, we evolve. We talk about other things. But it's one thing to overcome your anxieties or fears of just going up to the girl. It's another thing to overcome your anxieties or fears and fears of being able to actually carry the interaction. So this is where we first started. And, you know, he did an initial session with me, but then went to his own devices and decided he would try and work it out on his own and had a little bit of success. I remember he did go on a 30-day challenge-ish I'm not sure if it was a full rock solid one or how intense it was, but I know he committed to some period of time of going out after our first session and saw some pretty incredible change. I, I remember him uh, receiving feedback from him about some day twos he was going on. And even though he was fucking up the kiss and fucking up the timing of sexual escalation and reading the girl in front of him. Well, and that's the journey is that, yeah, once you overcome just making the commitment to go out there, to just go out and regularly meet people. And then now it's like, that's just the beginning. And I feel so sorry, so sad for guys that just can't get beyond because they're not, they have not made the decision in their minds that this is something that they need to commit to. And they're just like struggling with step one, not realizing that there's another 99 steps. Like just going up and meeting the girl, that's step one. Yet so many guys make that out to be a hundred steps in and of itself, but it's not. There's so much more. There's so much more to be discovered, so much more to be learned. 
that's why you need to get beyond that as fast as you possibly can anyways so that's where we're starting and that's that's how he kind of moved with me and then he kind of went quiet for a while over the this is moving forward with the year and a half since but every now and again I'd receive a lot of messages uh from him that he already knew the answers to he was asking me questions to help validate his reason for not taking action for his reason for not committing to action and just just bullshit questions quite frankly bullshit questions that and he knows this because I told this to him and this is what I say to people that try and message me with bullshit questions and what do I deem a bullshit question I deem a bullshit question a question that you already know the answer to but the only reason why you're asking it is to dance around the fact that you need to change your life and that you already know what needs to be done but you're not willing to do it that's what I refer to as a bullshit question. And what I said to him very frankly is that, listen, there's no answer I can provide to you to these questions. Like, uh, let me give you an example. Like, um, questions like, what do you think would be better on a day two? This place or that place? And to me, it's a bullshit question because you already know what I'm going to say. You already know the answer. It's like, just go. Just do it. Why, why are you marinating on such a small detail point of minutia when it has absolutely nothing to do with the day two itself? The point of a day two is to go out and connect with the girl. Give me four, give me four square centimeters. Four, four square centimeters. Maybe a little bigger than that. We're not, we're not ants. Give me four square meters, four tiles, all right, and a girl, and I'll get to know her and we'll connect with each other. That's all I need. I don't need... I don't need the museum. We're not there for the museum. I don't need the park. We're not there for the park. I don't need the beach. We're not there for the beach. I don't need the coffee or the tea or the alcohol or the bar. That's not what we're there for. We are there to connect with each other and to focus on who we are being in relation to each other, to feel the connection, the dance of masculine and feminine energy. That is the point of a man and a woman getting to know each other in an intimate space, not the space itself. And of course, we had these discussions. We had these discussions and he knew full well you know, this is not new stuff to him. This is stuff that I uh, I would say to him that, listen, uh, listen, uh, hey, this is what it is. This is how it's going to be. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to entertain. And because listen, my teaching to you, the only lesson I can pass on to you and the best way of me teaching you is without teaching you. And what that is to say is that I, I'm not just going to give you the answers, so to speak, when I know you know them, because that's just enabling I need you, so you're going to get radio silence from me. If you ever ask a bullshit question, I'm not going to respond to it. And that should signal to you, oh, this is Adam trying to teach me that I, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm dancing around here. I'm wasting my time. I'm asking questions that don't need to be answered because I already know them. And our relationship was like that for quite some time. And he never really seemed to learn from it. As the year and a half went on, every, I would say maybe two months to three months, I'd receive an email from him, very similar type questions to do with micro tactical stuff that really doesn't mean shit if you're, if you're not handling the macro of changing your life. You know, the, the micro details of how to get close physically to a girl in the night doesn't mean shit if you aren't going out regularly. Because it does, I can tell you till the cows come home what it means to go up to a girl in a bar, 
put your hand out there and say, yo, my name's Adam, what's good? She shakes the hand to read the comfortability off of that. Pull her in off the handshake, read the comfortability off that. If she's comfortable with that, get hip to hip. If she's comfortable with that, get hand behind the neck. If she's comfortable with that, come in closer, hands around the neck, eye to eye, lip to, you know, just the comfortability progression of green light, red light, green light, red light. The micros of that don't mean shit. If you aren't even able to go out consistently on the macro, which really signifies the intent to change your life. I've always said this, and I said this on the last boot camp last weekend. Well, technically the weekend before now, but you know, this is like Wednesday. Oh, time goes fast. Time goes real quick. You know, I, I said that. Oh, hold up a second. Did I not reset the timer? Give me a sec. That could have been a huge fuck up. I, I forgot to set the timer on my phone, but the, the camera was still going. So don't, don't worry. Uh, relax. Chill. <laughs> chill, as Naj would say. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, old school reference. Shout out to Naj if you're listening to this, man. Hope you're well. Chill. Okay, so <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. But no one else knows why it's funny, which is why it's funny. <laughs> okay, anyways, I'm going to move off from this. Get back on track. Um... Yeah, like a macro change in your life is what signals the intent to to change, to change. If, if you haven't made the macro the priority, then the micros will never come. And I don't care how much you want to focus on the micros. The, if, if you have not got the macro in place, you might be able to go out for one night and do good work and do real good work on trying to read, understand this thing Adam's talking about, comfortability. But if you guys look at the seminar footage that I put up from my advanced one-on-one day and night bootcamp uh, seminar, which is before we went out on the first night, go back and check that. If you look at the how to start a night, right? All I was talking about was the macro for the most part. And the only time I used examples from the micro was to prove the point of why we need to focus on the macro. Because the micro comes in time. We learn the skill set in time. But only in time because we go out so often. Do you see how it works? Like you, you don't go out so often because you had one amazing night, uh, micro session and that somehow spurs off you wanting to now dedicate seven days a week, seven nights a week of going out and changing your life. That's not how it works. It's the other way around. You make a decision in your life that I'm going to go out seven days a week or seven nights a week and then you learn the micro within that. You make, does it make sense here? I'm hoping this makes sense because it sounds like common sense to me, but every time I think something is common sense, it often sometimes I feel like I might be jumping the gun with some people. I think that's common sense. So, anyways, diving back up. Holy fuck, I think the sun's just... Give me a sec, hold on. My apologies, guys. The lighting's going to be a bit weird on the cam because um, the sun is... I don't know what it's doing today. The clouds, I don't know. Anyways, so... Coming back up, diving up this rabbit hole. I know we just went into a whole bunch of hardcore social dating... Uh, skill set tactical based stuff and macro as well but what's going back up here so that was the, that's what's the nature of our relationship has been for a long time and but then all of a sudden about a month ago he he re-messaged me and I haven't heard from him in, in probably a couple months before that saying I don't should I let me get it out get hold up hold up I'll just get the nature of what that first message was because now I feel like it's relevant don't worry, man. I won't dive into any specifics. I just want to get the relevance of why you, how you connected back. Um, okay, recap of the past year. Um, hang on. 
Just looking at my notes here. Give me a second here. Uh, so handling my temple, you know, I've been doing approaches, nothing like my first 30 day challenge. Had a lot of neediness from the outcome. Um, knew I could go up to some girls, but didn't have the freedom of choice. Uh, when I get invited to bars. Okay, so he reconnected with me with a whole bunch of tactical shit what I'm looking at here. Not able to understand physicality at night. Should I touch her? Grinding question marks. Being sober is hard for me. Not normal. Chill guy, etc. Confidence comes with momentum, which he does not currently have. Okay, so now I might, I might park that for a second. It's not as, not as relevant. Not, not, the details are there, but it's going to take me too long to sift through all those notes. So I am just going to dive into my WhatsApp here because there's one particular message as to the actual the topic of this potter, which is this thing of being ready or when will you be ready? So, but I'm, I'm still painting the context here. I'm still coming in on context here. So he, he connected back to me with a whole bunch of tactical stuff. But, and why was this any different to, I guess, the previous year and a half was that he decided to actually book a session with this. So, and I decided that in this session, I was just going to really just, I was going to drop the dime with him. So in our session, in that first, about, about a month ago, in that session, he described to me all these things about, yeah, struggling with tactical stuff at night, struggling with, which is probably why I went in on that hip to hip, hand to hand, hand to the neck type stuff. And a whole bunch of different ta other tactical things as well, going up to girls and bars, etc. And at the end of the session, so I helped him with all of that. I helped him with all this stuff. So I gave him what he wanted, but at the end I had to give him what he needed. And what I get, and what he needed was just the straight dime talk in that I had to paint him for what it is, that at that time, at the end of that session, listening to him talk, listening to the things he wanted to talk to me about, when I compared that to a year and a half ago, back on our first session, he's the same guy. He had not changed. His life had not changed. There had been small micro needle improvements in certain areas, for sure. But on the macro, if you were to take a 34,000 macro perspective, look at where he was at in life with his, particularly in reference to his dating life, but also uh, knowing if he's listening to this right now, also his just life situation in general to do with purpose in life, to do with his lifestyle situation. Not much had changed, at least not in comparison to what he said he would like to change a year and a half ago. And so I just, just as brutally and as raw as I could, I just threw this at him and I just said, listen, man, this is what it is, is that, you know, you can, you can come at me with these tactical questions, but it doesn't mean shit. You have to come to a place in your life where you decide I'm going to go and change my life through immersive action and I'm going to make this a priority. Otherwise, don't talk about this. This is my thing. And this is why I want to step out for just a second here. I will tie up the We're only halfway through the context, actually. But it's, it's a very deep thing. So we will go in and out of it. But this is my thing to everyone. This is my thing to everyone, which is that no one is forcing you to do anything. No one is forcing you to change your life. No one says you have to improve your dating life. No one says you have to start this business or start this uni degree or finally develop some reason for waking up in the morning and having purpose and sharing love and sharing joy and compassion and being an equanimous being in this life. No one's saying you have to do any of that. But if you say you want it, don't bullshit yourself. Like if you say you want it, then show me. Make a decision. And the only way we know we made a decision is by the, the proof of action. 
When we have proof of action, that is the confirmation of a decision. Without action, there is no decision. Otherwise, it's just wishful thinking. Otherwise, it's just it's just pretty bullshitting. So it's either or. It's either or. And that's all I want from people. All I want from people is the honesty with yourselves. Well, that's all I want for you guys to get to the place of, and for myself for sure, is just don't lie to yourself. Don't say this is something that you want. Don't say that you want to improve your dating life and finally get the freedom of choice in your dating life and to be able to see the girl in the coconut oil aisle, <laughs> not just in the coconut oil. Oh shit, now my mind is just picturing extremely attractive women in jars of oil. Coconut. Anyways, coconut oil. Okay, back into it. Back into this. Can you imagine that? Just walking out of the supermarket, just these life-size jars of coconut oil. Girls just, oh, holy shit. That's, that's, that's my, that's, that's, uh, that's, yeah, you know what I'm dreaming about. Yeah, you know my fantasies. Anyways, moving on, moving on. Uh, don't say that's uh, something that you want. Don't say that's something that you want if you aren't willing to make a decision to back that shit up. Don't lie to yourself. Either say, I want this or I don't want this. Either say, this is important to me or this is not important to me. And this is what I was saying to this guy. So I'm saying a, in this, uh, about a month ago in this conversation, and what he says to me is that, actually, you know what, Adam? Listen to this now. I do want to change my life. I do want to get into this. And so we begin our first ongoing package where we decide we're going to, over the next uh, eight weeks, yeah, over the next eight weeks, we're going to do four sessions once every second week. And uh, that's what I typically recommend for my clients that want to uh, change their dating lives specifically and increase their social skill set. We do every uh, less less time, so not 60-minute sessions, shorter sessions more frequently because then we can course correct where they're going and we can use infill breakdowns or we can use these things to course correct where they might be making mistakes, where they might be uh, fucking up a little bit and we can make sure that they're not spending a month on their own making tremendous amounts of mistakes and then we get to reconvene. No, I don't like that. For guys, that are not just guys, but girls as well, they come to me for more philosophical reasons to do with more purpose in life, to do more with life performance in general. I typically recommend the reverse, which is longer sessions less frequently. So 60-minute sessions, you know, once a month or once every uh, third week or whatever. Uh, so anyways, we go, we go off and we say, we're going to start this up. Now, the first thing we do and the way that I start off all clients that are coming in because they need to improve their social skill set is that, well, I need to know where you're at. I need to know exactly where your skill set is at. So the first session, we do an infill breakdown, which is that you're going to go out, you're going to record your interactions for me, uh, audio record them, you're going to send them to me, I'm going to break them down, video summary at the end, of course, after our session so you don't forget the lessons. And I'm just going to get a really good idea for where the hell is your skill set at so I know exactly what you need to improve instead of me just guessing. Now, listen, I've done this shit for a long time, so I can probably just guess without even without even listening to a dude speak to a girl. I can probably already tell what he needs to improve when he is in front of a girl just from talking with him for half an hour. And, uh, and I was correct. And I was correct. Uh, his biggest problems were leaf in the wind, right? Just this uh, completely unscented, completely ungrounded, very rushed. Another part of it was that inability to listen. He was not able to listen to the girl. He was just rushing to say the next thing and not actually being present with her. And the final thing was attempting to close with no connection. And so, and so all these things I could have guessed, but I got confirmation. And when we got, and it's also not just for me, it's confirmation for him as well. It's confirmation for him in that, oh, there we go. Beautiful Darby, hang on. It's also confirmation for him in that, oh, Adam's not just making this shit up. 
and actually I can now hear it for myself. That's a very different thing. It's a very different thing for someone to tell you, hey man, you got to slow down and listen to the girl versus you hearing yourself not listening to the girl. It's a very, it's very powerful, which is what I love about it. It's how I, uh, how I got started, man. It's how I got started. I had no idea that I was not smiling when I was going up to girls and I looked like an absolute serial killer. I've never made that mistake again because I got to see myself versus someone just telling me that. You know, Roy and Matt could have told me all day, hey, Adam, you could start smiling when you go up to girls. Yet I never would have internalized it in the same way if I did not see myself, which is why that's a very, very heavy part of my bootcamp process is the infield uh, breakdown aspect of it. It's just, it's key. So anyways, we have that session and we decide, and after I go through the session with him and I, and I deliver those three keys to him, the three things he needs to improve to improve his tactics. What I say to him is that, well, listen, now, these things aren't going to fix themselves. So you now need to hop on a 30-day challenge immediately, straight away. Let's go. And he agrees. He's like, yep, okay, let's do it. Over the next month, which is going to lead us up to now, which is actually the reason for why we started this potter on the take control of your life and this illusion of being ready. That's that's where that part or this part of the no, that part of the potter will begin. But I still need to fill in what's happened over the past month for you guys to really understand why I came in so ready in this potter and why what I really want to talk about in a more macro sense and in a more wider perspective for all of you that are not necessarily for those of you in relationships, for those of you that are struggling with that business decision or whatever it is you know, purpose and life decisions. You are going to, this is always leading to something. Don't feel like, don't tap out here. This is all very, very relevant. So I set him off for the 30-day challenge. Notice how I've given him the micro because that's going to satisfy satisfy his, his weird need to have micro fulfillment. But so, that, and that's part of being a coach as well, is that you need to give your clients not only just what they want, Sorry, not only just what they need, but also what they want. Uh, because that's like, it's like uh, meeting them halfway, so to speak. Even though you know what they want isn't necessarily what they need, it's what, it's what gets them in. It's what, it's what, uh, it's almost like the, it's, it's like the carrot on the stick, so to speak. But it's, it's, or it's like, it's like the, uh, the carrot on the stick. What? What, is this? what does that even mean? No, I mean like the, uh, you know, when you got like a, you got like a horse or whatever, or you put like, you get like a rabbit and you stick like a, I know carrot on the stick kind of works. You got to imagine like a fishing rod in front of the carrot and it's got in front of the, this is not making any sense at all, but it's, it's like the visualization of my mind is that if you imagine a rabbit and then imagine with a collar, you put a little fishing rod on the back of its neck. So it's dangling a carrot in front of it. You know what I mean? And then so that's always chasing the, st- the carrot, right? But you know where it's leading it to. That's what I'm talking about here. That came out fucking weird. But hopefully you guys know what I'm saying here is that with the giving them what they want versus what they need. It's a bit of both. They need a bit of both. Uh, satisfies their kind of uh, where they're at. That's a better way of putting it. It satisfies where they're currently at at their level of evolution. That's what they want. But then I need them to evolve to the next level. That's all I'm trying to say here. So... <clears throat> So he gets on 30-day challenge, which is the macro, which is what I need him to do. I need him to make a macro decision to change his life. Over the next month, he just, he enters a new line of work. And this is going to be very interesting. This is going to be really good stuff because this is now where we start to paint the realism of life that comes in, that life is not so easy. Life is not so easy in which that, you know, not all of us have time. I'm thinking about a 44-year-old dude or 40-year-old dude 
uh, from Austria who's got two kids who messaged me about a month ago who wants to get into day game because he's coming out of a divorce. And yeah, life's not so easy. This guy's got kids. Life's not so easy. This guy right now, A, from San Diego, has just started a new job in which that he's going to be working 10 hours a day at very strange hours. <clears throat> and note, by the way, that the tactical infield that we broke down was day game, not night game. So going out mean girls in the day. So of course, I recommended 30-day challenge in the day. Not saying that you can't go out at night, but for sure, got to, uh, got to shore this up in the day skill set for sure. So he's starting this 10 hour, 10 hour a day job, which is not going to leave a lot of time for going out during the day. And uh, fast forwarding here, just keep my mind on the track of where I last let you guys off with. He messages me uh, probably two or three days in uh, through our WhatsApp now, through our connection on that, saying that, yeah, he hasn't been able to go out. He hasn't been able to work on these things that we talked about. Uh, because he's just been flat out having to take shifts and take these jobs and they can't because he's new there he kind of has to say yes he can't say no and I'm like I already see the beginnings of your past year and a half I already see the flames that will completely burn this house down you're already starting to show that you have not made this commitment that you've not made this a priority now some of you might be saying but Aaron, 10 hours a day, and then you know, he's got to eat as well, and he's got to sleep as well, and he's got to do his training as well, which is going to lead us to the context from this morning of this message I got this morning. And I'm like, yes, yes, I do not disagree. I do not disagree that with a 10-hour-a-day job and having to eat and having to balance your physical training and sleep and all those things, that it would be extremely difficult to maintain a 30-day challenge of going out and meeting a minimum of five girls a day, optimally 10, but definitely a minimum, no less than five. I do not disagree that that would be a difficult thing. However, I also don't give a fuck. And you know why I don't give a fuck? Because life doesn't. Life and your life does not give a fuck. Your circumstances do not give a fuck about whether you are able to achieve your goals or not. And at the end of the day, it's your decision what you prioritize. No one's forced you into this job. No one's forced you into training. No one even forces you to sleep. All of these things are decisions that we make. And this is the core of it. Part One of the cores of it anyway, which is that it's all priority. It's all decision making on your part. It's all about what are you willing to sacrifice in order to achieve what you wish to achieve. You got to make you got to make those decisions, as, and no one else can tell you either. No one else can tell you. And the way that I can speak so uh, so confidently on this is because I want to paint you. I'll paint you guys my situation. Everything. I, actually, hold up. I'll hold off on that. I'll hold off on that because I do need to finish this context. So, so he starts entering this job and he says, but I will get onto it. I will get onto it. It's just that for the next couple of days, it's going to be really hard for me to start a Saturday challenge. And I'm like, Hey man, it's your decision. That's all I say. I'm, I'm not attached to his success and no one else is. I'm not attached to his failure and no one else is. His success or failure lies solely on himself and is the same for all of us. No one gives a fuck about whether you are the most successful or the most unsuccessful person in the world. We all live in our own lives. So, you know, I give enough of a fuck because I'm a little bit strange. I'm a little bit stranger that, and that I do, for some reason, care a little bit more than the average person about my uh, client's individual success and failures. But not enough 
for me to attach my own ego to it. Just enough that I want to send that message or just enough that I want to have even more empathy to try and work out some type of plan for him when most people would just give up and not even not, not even uh, entertain this and just say, oh, this guy's just going to burn his house again. You know, he started laying the foundations, but no, nah, he's going to run out of cement or he's, he's not going to go back to the hardware store and pick up the extra tools. No, nah, he's just going to, he'll leave this unfinished as always. For me, at least I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to make that assumption, even though I'm seeing the beginnings of this. And so a few, a few days go on and we get to, no, a few days, two weeks go on and we get to our first check-in session past the first one, which was just the other day. Now, this is really bringing us up to context, up to speed now, which is that, you know, so we, we get on that session. I say to him, all right, so how's the, uh, how's the 30 day challenge going? And he goes, oh, well, I haven't, I haven't really done it. You know, it's just work has been uh, too much. It's been too intense. I have been out at night a couple times. I've been out going to bars and trying to trying to work on this micro tactical stuff. And I'm like, and in my mind, when I hear him saying this, I'm like, here we go. Here we go again. And so I already know what he's going to say. He's go- I already know he's going to start asking me micro tactical questions about night game tactics, even though we already isolated that this is not, this, that's like the penny on the dime. That's not the dime. If he had said, to, and by the way, it's not the night game, night versus day thing. He could have said to me, I'd be going out seven nights a week. That, that, would have been, that would have been what all I'm looking for. That's all I'm looking for here. Just some commitment to a macro change in your life. Not, not delineating that and not ignoring that and choosing to focus on the things that do not matter for him right now. It's not that micro tactics don't matter. It's that, that they do not matter enough in comparison to the macro perspective change of making intentful decisions in your life to make change, right? It's just, you can see that they're just, it's, it's, it's their planets apart. It's planets apart. It's like, it's seeds in your garden. I want you to fix the garden, not the seed, all right? We, all, we can get to that. We can get... We can get to you. You want coriander? You want basil? You want a little oregano, right? Or as you Americans would say, the oregano, right? You could. We'll work out what type of little herb you want to cultivate. But you need to have a garden to have something to cultivate. You need to have constructed the garden. You need to have started laying foundations before we even give a fuck about what type of herb you're going to be one day reaping from. What type of seed you're going to be reaping from one day. Fuck. Let me reset here. So bringing it back in here. We're having this conversation. And when I hear that he says that he has not been on this 30-day challenge because of this, this, and that reason, and then ignores all of that and, and starts asking me questions about the night game micro tactics, that's when I know things have, uh, things have gone off here. And instead of allowing the entire session to run like this, because I allow that initially and then give him the straight dope at the end back in that first session. But no, nah, no, nah, we, we know what it is now. There is no assumptions here. So I cut it off and I say to him, listen, man, what are you doing? What are you doing here? You do realize that nothing's going to change this way. Nothing will change because you have made not made that decision. And I pretty much just straight blank ask him. I don't know if it was in these exact words, but it's, I ask him the straight up question is that when will you be ready? When will you be ready to change? When, when will you be able to make the commitment into your life? Because Based on what you told me when you first came to me, that's what you said you wanted. You said you wanted the freedom of choice in your dating life. You said that you wanted to be able to take in, take in these lessons, take in all of these different things of what it means to be 
a empowered masculine being to see the most delicious of feminine beings in front of you and go, yes, this is something that I want to learn about, intertwine with, just evolve, just evolve into which that I can manage that relationship between my energy and her energy and be the type of person that can one day cultivate someone else in that way. One day bring up a daughter or a son and help them along the way. Right now, listen, this is not things that he's saying to me, but this is the long play, right? This is why we get into this. This is why we get into this. It's not so just that, because listen, you you get to the point where you cultivate your own skills for sure, but you want to pass them on. I think that's life. I, th- I think that's human beings in general. And I think that I was reflecting on this the other day in one of my meditations, that when we all are asked that question, do you want kids? I don't think there's a person alive that can honestly say that they genuinely do not want kids. Because I feel like that's hardwired programmed, not only on a biological sense, but also in a real narrative-based sense into all of us is that we're all here because someone else raised us. And so we want to be able to eventually pass that on. And I think the differentiation that we make is that when people say that they don't want kids, what they're really saying is that they just they, they don't want them right now, that they're not ready to provide for them right now. And that, yes, I would like to have kids. Even the most adamant people I know who say I really don't want kids, what I really know they're saying is that I just don't feel like I could provide for them right now and I want to be able to provide for them. So if they did have the means to provide for them, I think they might change their perspective on that. But anyways, I feel like it's hard one in a biological sense anyway. Coming back in here, coming back in, he said to me, and you said to me, man, that you wanted these things, that you wanted to change your life in this way. So when will you be ready to do that? And the rest of our conversation, and I want to bring this up, so give me a sec. The rest of our conversation, because that was the beginning there, giving him definitely what he needs. You know, he said to, I'm just looking at some, actually some of my call notes here, him saying that, you know, it was a bad time to commit. You know, I haven't been out on consistent days. It was a bad time to commit. That's right. And I said to him, hey, hey, when would have been a good time to commit? You know, and then he said, he's saying things like, you know, I don't want to start a 30-day challenge until I know that I can commit to it. You know, and I, yeah, that's, that's right. Bringing these memories back from this conversation, which actually wasn't that long ago, but you know, he said, it's a bad time to commit. So I say, when's a good time to commit? You know, I don't want to start the 30 day challenge until I know that I can commit to it. And so all I'm doing is I'm throwing the question back at him. Is that when will that be? When will that be? And I even remember saying to him, I remember saying to him this, this is real as well. I said to him, listen, eh, if I took every single one of your family members right now, I put them in a room and I put a gun to each and every one of their heads and I said to you, if you don't go out every single day and meet at a minimum of five girls a day and get on a 30-day challenge and complete this 30-day challenge of meeting girls every single day, I will blow their brains out. Could you do it? If you don't do it, could you do it? And he said, well, yeah, of course I could. I'm like, well, there you go. That's how we make a difference and that's how we analyze for sure whether we are making excuses and that is the difference between an excuse and a reason, right? And the difference between an excuse and a reason is whether there's tangible proof behind whether it stands up or not. You know, if you are, if you are one of my clients that, who is down here in Australia that is training for the special forces in the army and for several months at a time, you get taken our bush. And what our bush means is that they go, they do field exercises in which they're away for months at a time 
where there is no chance of him coming back and doing cold approach and going out and meeting girls in a metropolitan city. Okay, that is a reason. That is not an excuse. That is a reason for why it would not be a good time to commit to a 30-day challenge. That's a good reason because there's physically no girls around. For some of my other clients that do mining contract work where for two weeks at a time, they're like two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, sometimes a month on, two weeks off. And where they go out to mining camps in Western Australia where it is just all dudes. There's like maybe one female engineer and it's the rest of the camp is dudes. You've got to imagine that girl's having a good time. Let me say that anyway. <laughs> Actually, I'm not just saying that to be a dick. I know a few girls have, have been in that, that situation as well. <laughs> and a few guys have told me some stories. Some stories. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. A couple of, couple of orgy action is what I'm talking about here. Listen, you got you got four or five girls in, a, in an engineer, engineering mining camp, and it's like three hundred dudes. <sighs> Jesus Christ! We're all biological beings. What can we say? So, anyways, I've got clients like that, and when they say to me, "Listen, Adam, now would probably not be a great time for me to commit to a thirty-day challenge," I know that's not an excuse because that's that's because there's proof. There's proof. And that even if, and like, listen, of course, there's always the extreme of extreme extent where you could say, well, he didn't have to take the mining job. or He didn't have to do special forces. Of course, of course. But he's prioritizing his life and he has firm commitment behind what his priorities in life are. And these guys are saying, listen, my job as an engineer in this mining camp is more important to me right now than doing a 30-day challenge. Bang, bang. That's all I'm looking for because that's clarity. That's a decision. When my guy says here, me training for the special forces in the Australian Army Defense Force is more important to me than a 30-day challenge. Bang. That's all I'm looking for. It's honest. It's fucking honest. Neither of those those two examples, did either of those two guys ever say to me, oh, actually, no, meeting girls is more important than uh, becoming a special forces commander. Or no, meeting a girl is more, meeting, getting 30-day challenge, that's, that is more important than, uh, than me establishing a firm base in this uh, mining construction company, right? They, they, and listen, it's either or. They could, they could have said the reverse. They could come back to me at any time and say, actually, Adam, fuck the special forces. Meeting girls right now is the number one thing. And when I say meeting girls, encapsulating all that, improving my social skill set, just learning social dynamics, learning about human beings and myself in relation to others, that is more important than special forces. That is more important than mining camp. And I would have said, bang, I would have said bang again because it's clarity, it's decisions, it's not, it's not bullshitting ourselves here. Yet, when A is saying to me here, which is that, listen, you know, it's just a bad time to commit. It's a bad time. But I also, but then comes at me with micro-tactical questions about, about the nightgown. I'm like, no, 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 there's, there's too much incongruence here. There's too much incongruence. And if there's anything that, that, that pisses me off more than anything in life, it is incongruence. <laughs> I say piss off with a smile and uh, tongue in cheek because, you know, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress for sure. So, and actually, let me just tie up if there's anything else there I just want to tie up because there's a lot of things I want to dance on. Um, yeah, and oh, holy shit. And then some big things came in to do with the comparison conflict. Why is it so much easier for other people? Um, yeah. Oh, that's a that's a whole different thing, actually. Yeah, it's a whole different thing, and then and then we went to questions of, 
Oh, and then we went into questions of day two tactics. That's right, and completely missing the point on day two. So, you know what's interesting is that we're we're almost 50 minutes into this potter, and I still have not really got to... Well, I have. I have, but I haven't. It's like we're still on the... No, I haven't. I haven't finished the context, but it's been a running commentary is what I'll say. Is that because it's not like for the last 50 minutes, I've just been dancing around the bush. No, we've got some real shit over the last 50-some minutes, but... The real, this is such a, this is such a gem. This is such a gem because it's so different to how all the other potos start. But this brings me now, this brings me now to the message that I received this morning, which is why I wanted to do this potto this morning. So let me hit you guys with this. Oh, I'm going to have to go back. Should I read you the full message? Hmm. Yeah, so I'll read you this part. So after after our session, after my session that we had yesterday, me telling him that, listen, you have to make a decision. Life's not going to change without it, and you can't just keep uh, you can't just keep saying that this is a bad time to commit, but then also saying that you want the freedom of choice in your dating life. Like, fair enough, say that it's a bad time to commit, but stick to that. Make that your firm decision, and be honest with yourself, and say that that dating is not the number one, and improve my social skills. That's not the number one, but he's also not willing to say that either. So. We have that session, and then he messages me uh, my uh, in the morning for me saying this. <clears throat> Actually, it was a few days later. It was a couple days later, and he says to me, he said to me, I wanted to ask, though, while working 10 hours a day and training right after work, I get home and done showering about 8 p.m. Should I stop training to work on my approaches? Also wanted to know what night gaming for me would work, bars and clubs every day, question marks. So ignore the last part of it there because you probably know what I'm going to say about that. But retrace to the, I wanted to know, I wanted to ask while working 10 hours a day and training right after work, I get home and, oh, hold up, no reset it. And when he's saying that he's working 10 hours a day and then he's got to get training and then he went down showering, he's only done by 8 p.m. You know, when I hear that, and should I stop training to work on my approaches? You know, my, my, my response to that, which ah, it was part of me giving what he wanted, I wanted to throw back questions to that. But to that particular part, I decided to let that slide and just say to him, listen, man, um, oh, did I? Hang on. Did I? No, what I said, I'll give read you my actual response is that I said to him, stop training if you wish or can train, continue training if you wish. It's up to you to figure out your priorities and schedule. So I can't, it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. Get him a bit of what he, what he wanted, what he needed as well, which is essentially straight up. It's, it's like your schedule and your priorities, they're for you to decide and no one else. I can't tell one of my clients, stop working on your physical training to prioritize dating. I can't tell you that because I'm not you. I don't know what's most important to you and I never will and never, neither will anyone else. You know, for me, that would be the worst. And this is something that I want to mention right now, which is what I was going to mention earlier in the pod, but I decided to hang off because I want to wait till this point, which is to say exactly this, which is that when I started my first 30 day challenge, I had every single, almost an analogous excuse to what this guy had to why I could not do it. But I chose instead to do it, right? When I did my first 30 day challenge, I was starting a new personal training business straight out of high school. And by the way, not not under, not getting paid to do it. This is a real, this is what they refer to as, uh, you know, you're a sole proprietor. You're, 
uh, you're a sole trader in which that you run your business within the gym. You pay the gym to be there. So you everything's on you. You don't get given clients and get paid to train those clients. You get given leads, but it's up to you to convert. And those leads stop after the first three months because they're going to go over new trainers. So basically, I'm starting a new personal training business. I have to be at that that place. I have to be at the, what I refer to as the spaceship. Uh, Adelaide, uh, it was fitness first of the time. It's now good life. You know, in this Adelaide city center. And I had to be there 12 hours a day. From 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., I was in that building, building my business. Okay, so not only is that, you are, this is on you, so you have to get this shit going. So it's a whole different level of energy intensity. It's not you're getting paid. This guy's getting paid, okay? Now, 8 a.m. to 8, that's 12 hours of when I have to physically be within that being. But that doesn't mean that I just all of a sudden appear there at 8 a.m. No, that means I'm getting up at 5.30 to 6 so that I can get my morning cardio in, so that I can eat correctly, so I can get my stuff ready for the day, so I can get into the gym and be ready and get set up for all of that. And then do all my, then be in the gym. So that the day starts well before 8 a.m. And then by 8 p.m., right, I don't just all of a sudden get home at 8 p.m. No, I have about a 30 to 45 minute commute back to my place. And yet with all of this, I decided that this would be a good time to start a 30 day challenge. Also during winter, just want to add that. Also during winter, not during summer, not during good time, not during the good time weathers, okay, during some pretty harsh conditions. So that it gets dark at 5 p.m. It's pitch black at 5.30 p.m. So by the time I get out of the gym to go and meet people, because it's the only time that I get essentially free, then it's already dark and it's raining and it's cold. Yet I decided in an environment, by the way, in which is one of the worst environments to do day game, which is Adelaide. <laughs> and people always say that, but Adelaide's got like 2 million people. It doesn't matter. Like I, There are cities in Europe that have got a smaller population that are far better cities for day game because they have recycle. Their recycle rate is so good. Right? They have this rate of which people go in and out, which is like, you know, think of Amsterdam. You know, in Adelaide, the people that grow up in Adelaide stay in Adelaide. No one travels to Adelaide except for very small moments of the year, you know, during fringe and whatnot. For the most part, we have one mall. We have one mall for you to go in and meet people. And that's where everyone goes, Rundle Mall. So, so not only in, in a really unhelpful environment, not only an environment that was less than optimal, not only in a time of day that was less than optimal, in weather conditions that was less than optimal, in a time of my life where I decided to do the opposite of what everyone was doing coming out of high school. I decided to go out on a limb and just try and start my own business and just go the entrepreneurial route. And this is on me now and I'm building this business. And, 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 and this is a physical one as well. So you talk about energy levels. I'm tra- I have to train myself during the day as well, but I'm physically training other people and I'm having to get leads. And all I'm painting here is that a less than optimal occupation that would leave you with some energy to commit to doing this dating thing and to improving your social skill set. I decided that these were all reasons for why I could do this. When I looked at all this, I not, never once did I say to myself, because of my circumstances, I'm not ready. I never once said that. I, I always had, I, I looked at it and go, well, fuck it. It's like, fuck it. I'm, listen, this, this is definitely not the right time to start. That's why I'll start. That is my mentality. I, this is definitely not the time for me to ever be close to being ready to whatever that idea of being ready might be. So that's why I'll start. 
because there will never be a confirmation. I remember feeling that at this time, just when when Matt messaged me, I was in that beanbag, had that beanbag fucking moment. I was like, you know, I'm already overloaded as it is. Why not? Why not? There's already so many things going on. Why not? And I say, why not? Because this is the number one priority. This is the number one. And it's like, yes, having a, a, having a successful business, that is so important to me. And, and learning about this and showing my mentor that I'm worthy of her, of her training, right? That's all very, very important to me as well. But let's be honest here, getting my social skill set handled, not having had sex in the past two years, not having any day twos in two years of being in this journey of cold approach and not having the freedom of choice in my dating life, that is just as important to me. So I'll get it done. And that's the mindset. The mindset is that I will never be ready. There is no ready. Ready is an illusion. There was never going to be a time in my life for me to get my dating life sorted and to build my social skill set in which that an excuse to not do it never existed. There will always be an excuse that will exist for you to take hold of, for you to say, ah, ah, that's why I can't do it. Ah, it's just, it's 10 hours, 10 hours a day, 10, working 10 hours a day. Oh, and I got to train as well. Oh, and I got to shower and I got to read as well. Oh, and you know what? Also, friends and family, they think this is a bit weird actually as well because I because I had this thing where I was addicted to alcohol before and because I'm trying to go out sober, but actually I feel like I, I got to get validated by that and I'm... It's going to look a bit weird if I'm going out at night but not drinking. So there will always be an excuse for why you cannot do this. And at the same time, there will always be a reason for why you can do this. For all the people that I've known that have achieved some level of success in their journeys of self-cultivation, it has always come down to this differentiating idea of mindset. This choice in mindset in that, did I look at it and go, this is why I can, or did I look at this and go, this is why I cannot. That is what separates the two people in life, successful, unsuccessful, moving forward, falling backwards, progressing, regressing, evolving, devolving. Man, this is it. This is it. If you can't get this into your mind, you can't get your head wrapped around this, you will always be stuck in this perpetual fake idea of standing still. And I say fake idea of standing still because there is no standing still. You know, we do a very good job of masking to ourselves and dressing it up and dressing our circumstances up in life to make it appear as if we are, oh, we're just taking a pause. We'll get it sorted one day. Just, we'll rest on this now. We'll rest on this now, but it's okay. We're not falling back. We're just saying, no, just not now. But just not now is actually falling backwards. It's just that you slow it down and you and you paint it in such a way that, ah, oh, just when I get sorted, when I get, because this is my question. This is my question to, to A in our session, which is that when will you be ready? And this is legit, legit in this WhatsApp right here, right? So let me follow on from this message. When I said to him, stop training if you wish or continue training if you wish, it's up to you to figure out priorities and schedule. And then both nightclubs and bars are great for night gaming. And then he says to me this morning, this is when this message came in this morning. And I said to him, oh, sorry, he says to me, I don't think I'm ready. Also, since I live at home, I'm not sure why I have such a hard time committing to doing this when meeting girls is the most important thing. It's pretty ironic. And I said to him, when will you be ready? And then he responded to me saying, I always thought when I lived in my, on my own, I know how fast things can happen. And so I could bring any woman and go back or be out anytime. 
it's almost like I don't even need to say anything. Like if you guys have been listening, you should already know where my head's going to go. You you should already know. But I just want to retrace for a second here. When he says to me, I don't think I'm ready, also since because I live at home, I'm not sure why I'm having such a hard time committing to this when meeting girls is the most important thing. It's pretty ironic. You know, I I had to take a little bit of time before I sent the next question. The question because there's so many different avenues that I could t- I could target, many different lines of coaching that I could target here, but I decided to go the Lao Tzu path. I decided to hit him with, will, "When will you be ready? Yeah. When will you be ready?" And when he responds saying that, I always thought when I lived on my own. You know, and essentially because he feels like when he lives on his own, then he'll be able to bring a girl back and then he'll be able to go out at any time that he wants. Well, this is what I say to you, eh? Listen, when you get to your own place and when you move out, you'll still have another excuse. This is a mentality issue, right? When will you be ready? Oh, when I get my own place? Nope. Still won't be ready. Still won't be ready. I know plenty of guys that have gone down that exact same mindset of saying that, no, 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 I'll start meeting girls when I get my own place, when I go, when I get a job, when I get a steady job, and when I get my own place, then I will be ready. So they do. So eventually they do work really hard at their careers and they start getting financial freedom into their life, right? They get some financial uh, assurance, right? Steady. And then all of a sudden, you know, they move into an apartment in the CBD. And all of a sudden, oh yeah, now I'm ready. Oh, actually, they move in. Actually, hey, got to say, it. I'm not really happy with my body. I'm not really happy with how I look. That's probably going to fuck with me meeting girls. So actually what I'll do is, now that I have got the money, now that I have got the job, you know what would be really good? Is if I actually start getting on this 12-week of just fitness change. Give me 12 weeks, give me three months of uh, hard physical training and hard hardcore nutrition. Let me get shredded. Let me get jacked. Then I'll be ready. Okay. Okay, do that then. So they go down, they do that. Three months, fast forward. Hey man, how you doing? Oh yeah, so I got the job. I'm steady. I got my own place. And now I'm jacked. Oh, so you, you must be meeting tons of girls, right? No, nah, no, nah, still not ready. Still not ready. What, what do you mean? Oh, well, actually, my ex-girlfriend, I, th- I think I've still got, I, I think I've still got like feelings for her. And I, feel like, I feel like I've still got some emotional baggage. And I don't feel like I'm going to be able to meet some new girls until I get rid of that and deal with that. I'm, yeah, that, when I when I deal with my emotional baggage with, with my ex-girlfriend, and, you know, I, I play that out. I just maybe, maybe just, there might still be something there of her. So maybe let me just, let me see what that's like. Let me try and get her back. Then, then, then I'll be ready. Okay? Okay. And so on. And so on. This goes back to what I said. And this is what I want to say to A right now, which is that when you tell me, when you when I say to you, when will you be ready? And you tell me when I move out and live on my own. Okay, there will never be a time in your life where when an excuse does not exist for you to take hold of. That is just the next excuse. And to and to really hammer this home, let's go back here, back to my journey. Not only do I did I have every single one of the exact same excuses that he had, I had this excuse as well. I had this one as well. I was living with my mom and my brother as well. Yet I still decided that was a good time to start a 30-day challenge. I was bringing girls back during that time as well. I was learning about this, the, the connection between masculine and feminine energy. I was learning about this and 
you know, there were times, there were times where, 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 where I was fucking up, I was fucking up in the bedroom, I was making tons of mistakes and, you know, and the girl had to go home early and then I'll come out. My brother would be like, how did that go? How did that go? There was always a reason for me to say that I could do this. There was always an excuse for me to say why I could not do this. I had literally every single reason, I should say excuse, I had literally every single excuse that this guy has only worse. And this is what I was saying to him. I was saying to him in this session is that there are people that have got this shit done that are well, well far down below you. Well far down. And I was well far down below this guy. Yet we all managed to get it done. Why is it that you can't? Why? Because a change in mindset and a change in mentality, a separation in which how do we view this? Do we view this as a reason we can or reason for why we cannot? Okay, that is the difference. I know people that have got this shit done that don't have legs. I know people that have gone out and changed their lives, not only in a sexual and dating realm, but within just the realm of life cultivation in terms of their their purpose, why they get up their business, in terms of going and seeking out mentors to help them change their lives and just get their lives handled. People that don't even have legs. People that don't even have legs. I know guys that are, they go out and do day game that are in wheelchairs. I know people that go out and they're in wheelchairs. I know people that have come from absolute poverty that have come up and are running their own businesses. And those, I, I know people that have given up everything in a comfy lifestyle. I know people like, shout out to Mikel, that gave up everything here down in Australia and gave up really, really affirmed opportunities to make businesses and to make moves and to go down the safety route that decided, fuck it, no way, I'm going to go I'm gonna go live in Bali and I'm going to go and chase my entrepreneurial dream. He had every excuse, reason and not to do that, every excuse not to do that, but he still, he still decided to do it and things worked out for him. And you know, hold on, let me reset it. It's like, guys, I'm getting so passionate about this because I have far too many reference, personal reference experiences of people that have been well, well, well below where my current client is at, yet still succeeded in spite of. And to me, it just, that is what blows my mind in such a great way. It's just why this, this is why this doesn't, I don't get mad at this. I don't get mad at him. I don't get frustrated at him, even though it's so easy even though it would be so easy for me to just just to just crack the whip on him. But listen, that's not it. Like It's a, it's a crack the whip, but I'm also going to rub that tiger balm on afterwards. And this is the tiger balm, which is that, my man, with all your excuse making, with all your lies, with all your lies to yourself and all of your blocking of honesty and blocking of truth and your attachment to delusions of your lifestyle and the way that you are approaching your life, with all of that being said, I still believe in you. I still believe in you because I know that it can be done. And I know that if you do commit to this change in life, I know that you can get it done because I've seen people so much, much further down below than you that have been able to get it done. The only thing separating those people from their situation in life and your situation in life is a mentality. And it is the mentality I've spoken on again and again and again. And it is how you choose to perceive your situation in life. Is it a reason that you can or an excuse for why you cannot? If you could just, if he if he was to listen to this and for the next year did not ask me a single question about micro dating tactics, but mapped his entire life to go, I will never again use things as an excuse for why I cannot. I will only look for reasons for why I can. If he only gave that, gave that the shot, 
He gave that the time of his life, the time of his energy. If we came back in a year, holy shit, he'll be a completely different person. And imagine that. Now listen, a year's a long time. All he needs to do is start today. All he needs to do is start today. Start looking at, well, where are all the things in my life? Get your journal. Get your piece of paper. Get your fucking pen. And write down in a column of my excuses for why I cannot. And you write them down. And then separate it. Next column over. Switch them. Switch the mentality to a reason for why I can. If you do that, that's all he needs to do today. And then he does it the next day. And then he operates in them. And then he executes them on the next day. And then the next day. Then all of a sudden he's a week in. And all of a sudden a week of his life has now changed in which that he went from being a person of the previous week to which just finding excuses why he can't do this to now reasons for why I can do this. Okay, that's one week of a completely different life. Now that's how he gets started. Now imagine he does that for four weeks. Imagine he operates as a person of reasons for why I can versus for excuses why I cannot. For a whole month. And then imagine that six months down the track. Imagine being the type of person that operates on that type of mindset for six months. Every single day for six months. How's his life going to look? And then let's times that up to a year. How's his life going to look in a year's time for every single day taking that mindset? How's his life going to look? Who, what type of person is he going to be? Now, let's take that out even longer ball. Right, longer ball. Give that guy to me in three years. Because this guy is not 90 years old. He's not towards the end of his life. This guy's in his early 20s. Old 20s, I believe. Definitely not over 30. Right? Imagine, let's, I don't know his exact age. I think he's, could be 26, 25. My best guess is 26. I could be a little bit off. He could be a little bit older. But he's definitely not over 30. Let's say though, at an absolute exaggeration, which is which is completely exaggerated. I know he's not this old. Let's say he was 30. Imagine if he operated on this type of mentality for the next 10 years. For the next 10 years of his life, through 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. Every single day from 30 to 40 was the type of person that said, instead of making reasons, excuses, sorry, for why I cannot do this and making reasons for why I can do this. What type of life would he be living? What type of person would he be? That would be the type of person, just in a 10-year span that I would imagine, oh, I, want to, I probably want to spend some time with that person. I, I would, if I was his son, might be proud of that person being my father. If I was his daughter, might be proud of that person being my father. Because to me, that's what separates success and non-success. To me, that's what separates people that get shit done in life and people that are just falling behind. Is that do you find a reason to get it done? Your life circumstances are your life circumstances. An excuse will always exist for you to take hold of as to why you can't do this. Which is why I believe in you, man. It's why I believe in you. It's why I believe in everyone. It's why when I see what most people would label as a piece of shit, as a failure, as a person who's not going anywhere in life, and for just anyone, right? look at anyone like this, just take like a really hardcore example, just a bum on the street. When I, see, when I see those homeless people on the street and people look at them in that way, I go, nah, nah, this person in a year's time, if he changed his mentalities, could be a completely different person. It's just, I've seen too many examples. You know, I've read too many examples. I've heard stories from too many other people. 
And beyond all of those, just in my own personal life, in my own personal life, I've seen it happen too many times where I took my bullshit excuses and changed them into concrete reasons that all of a sudden I started having something to see in my garden. All of a sudden I had something cultivating. The seeds starting to grow. Because you are essentially depriving yourself of the water. You are essentially depriving yourself of nutrition and water to the seeds that you are saying that you want to cultivate when you decide to make excuses. Excuses aren't water. Excuses aren't sunshine. Excuses aren't fertilizer. Excuses are weeds. Excuses are poison. Excuses are bugs, are pests that will only just tear away, tear away and destroy all that wish you see to grow in your life. Give us some water, man. Give those seeds some water. Give those seeds some sunshine. Give those seeds some nutrition. Let them grow through the reasons why you can get it done. Please, please do it. Please do it. And, you know, this might sound like, why does Adam give a fuck? Why does Adam care so much? Because I normally don't. I normally don't. Not to this level. I don't normally convey this level of emotion and this level of want to see someone, one individual, improve his life so bad. And this is why. It's because I have seen the process of time with him. It is one thing for one of you to email me and message me after a month or two months of maybe being a little bit rocky, trying this, didn't quite work out. You know, take this guy, take this guy, but rewind a year and a half and say he messaged me one month in and we have this conversation right now. It's very different. It's very different to when we see the process of time because the process of time is the equalizer. Time will show us what you can or cannot do. Time will show us what you have chosen. Time will show us what you have not chosen. Time will show us what you are really made of. And that is why I care a little bit more in this scenario because I've had a year and a half and a little bit of going on past that to see what this person has been able to do. And this is what I was talking to one of my other clients, one of my other clients in Vegas. I was saying to him when he hadn't made any changes, well, he was essentially the same person in macro in his dating skill set and particularly to do with his leading and his ability to take control of his masculine frame that in a year and a half of training or just over that or something like that, he essentially had the same issues. It's like, listen, we've given it time now. When you've had time, there is no more excuses. There's no more excuses. You can bullshit yourself for a day, for a week, for a month and say that, oh, it's because of my job. It's because of my parents. It's because I'm living at home. It's because my friends don't support me, et cetera, et cetera. That's why I can't commit to this. And it's like, but give me time and I'll work on these things and I'll get them handled. I can't argue with that because I haven't given you time. Come back to me a year and a half later and you've had that time and you still haven't fucking changed. That's when I get angry. And I get angry in like this, 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 I want to help you angry. It's like this, there's not this angry of coming from a dark place. It's angry coming from, from a good place from, it's not angry is the wrong word then. It's not even angry is because you might like perceive that a different way. When I say angry, it's aggressive. I get aggressive. I get aggressive and aggressive in that my wells, if you want to look at, you want to look at the pools of chakra within my body, within my being, the energy within me, all of a sudden it goes from that cool, calm water to this just enraged, enraged, 
heart just swells, just swelling. You just imagine these like seven pools of chakra that just go up through my body from, from the base, from the root to the tip of my head, right? And you just imagine these pools just like, because, because now I have the ammunition to say to you without a doubt, nothing will change unless you do. Nothing will change because we've seen now. And I, listen, I always knew this. I always knew this. And you always knew this. But you can never believe it until you had the time. And let's wrap this up here. The way that I can say this with such emotion and passion is because I went through the same thing. From 17 to 19, I got romantically complacent on my journey. I got romantically complacent on my journey in which that I thought it was good enough just to be able to go out once every second week, you know, get a girl's number and hope and throw up a Hail Mary and hope that she'll come out on a date with me and not put in the effort to go out every single day and fix my issues and fix my social dynamic issues and get regular girls coming into my life so I could learn about myself in relation to them. You know, I got complacent about that. I allowed my ego to come in and say, no, I'll get it. Oh, it'll happen. It'll happen. It never happened. Over two years, it never happened. No day twos, no lays in two years. So there's the proof. There's the proof. It's like you gave yourself time. Way too much time though. Way too much time. But you gave yourself time. So listen, Adam. If not now, when? When will you be ready? And that's when that lightning bolt hit me. Let me reset. And that's when that lightning bolt hit me that, listen, you're never going to be fucking ready. It's either now or never. You either decide, this is my intent, this is where I'm going in life, this is what I want to achieve, and regardless of my circumstances, regardless of my upbringing, my parents, my friends, my financial situation, my, my physiological and psychological predisposition to being good with people, to being a natural, to being an absolute, an absolute fish when it comes to interacting with human beings in life in general, regardless of all of that, I can make a decision now, and I will decide now, here and now, this is important to me, or it's not. If it's important to me, then let's get fucking moving. Let's move. Or just decide it's not important. Just say to yourself, it's not important, and we'll redirect that energy into something else. All I ever want from myself and all I ever want from you guys and girls is to be honest with yourself. Because in the dark, dark, in, in the dark deep waters of indecision of this Maybe I'm in, maybe I'm out. Maybe I want this, maybe I don't want it. But it in these dark waters, that is where you will fail. That is where you will allow life to take control of you. That is where you will slip by day by day. And that is how you become 75 years old on your last day, looking back on a life of absolute failure. Looking back on a life in which that, fuck it, fuck it, I wasted my time. I wasted life. I wasted life because I never made a true honest decision about what was important to me and then mapped my actions to execute in alignment with them. Nah, for nah, fuck that. That's not going to be me. I, that, if there's any one thing in this life that I'm going to push against, it's not going to be me and it's not going to be anyone that works with me. Right? I will not, there's, and, I'm, and I give this ultimatum to people as well. Right, you guys, think, like, for some of you might think that like, that, no, I don't think any of you would think this, but I know coaches that do this that just work with people just because they need the pay. No, I am very selective about who I work with. If I sense that someone has hit a wall and they need to go away for months at a time, for years at a time, I have one of my clients, one of my most loyal clients, I let him go for three months 
because he could not harmonize with a particular lesson that I was trying to teach him. And instead of, you know, continuing to take his money and to back down on that and to maybe just let, we'll let this slide, we'll let this slide. And what was it? It was on the gift versus burden mentality. And if he's listening, he knows who he is. He, there was a time in life in our relationship together where he could not for the life of him see that every experience in life could be interpreted as either a gift or a burden. You know, he thought on superficially, on a superficial level, you could kind of see that. But when it really got down to it, ideas of death, ideas of grander things in life, you couldn't purely see all those things as a gift. Like you couldn't see everything as a gift. And what I was trying to convey to him was that, no, you can. It's just a choice. It's just a choice. It's just a perception, right? He couldn't see that. And he got angry at that. He got angry at the idea that because he wanted to believe that knows sometimes you have to view things as a burden. And what I was saying to him was that if you choose to, if you choose to, and he got angry at that. Now, this is a younger dude. He's only, he was only 19 or 20 at the time. And uh, he, I, when I sent him the final recap summary of that session of that email, he got back to me. He responded to me talking about how much he disagreed with that and how much he could, all these different examples of how he could, he was trying to make him justify his reasons for seeing things as a burden. And my final response to him was this. When my best friend took his own life and passed away in life, I viewed that as a gift, as a lesson. And I viewed my entire experience and relationship with him as nothing but a gift. And that now that I have had the gift of going through the experience of that happening, I have now be able to interpret those lessons. I have now evolved. I've now grown into a deeper seated level of man, masculine being, in which I can now help other people. It's nothing but a gift. It's nothing but a gift. Death is nothing but a gift. It's never going to be a burden. And I left it at that. And from that point, and then three months passed by in which that I did not reach out to him. I did not try and see where he was at. I did not care whether he came back to me or whether I heard from him again or not. Right? I didn't need his money. I didn't need to him for me to keep paying for coaching. We would just leave this for now and come back. No, because this is the sticking point of his life. If this young man could not get to the point of viewing that, all things are a perception, all things are a perspective and a choice, and that is solely rests upon you, then we have nothing more to talk about. That is his current level of evolution and where he needs to grow from. So he comes back to me three months later, complete paradigm shift, completely different person, completely changed his perspective on life. He admitted to me that he got angry at that email because, and from an egoic place, he completely agreed to me that, uh, admitted to me that he needed those months of time to work out for himself why he had these blocks to it. And we discussed this. And this was earlier, uh, this was, I think might've been November last year or October. And since then we've been on fire. Since then we've been working together multiple times a month, sometimes even more frequently. And he's growing so much and I'm so proud of him. And, you know, he's just, he's evolving himself in such a way and I'm so proud to watch him grow. And he's such a young guy still. But I just think about that time I think about that time and the reason why I'm painting this is because I don't need I don't need these guys and these people and these girls to keep paying me to coach them and to ignore certain things. That's not my job. My job is not 
to do that. My job is to show you your current level of where you're at and where and how to get to the next level. And if you aren't willing to get to that place, that's on you, which is why I'm willing to speak like this and to to drive hard and to to not purvey and to convey anything but what you need, right? Ah, oh, man. So if, this is where I'm going to wrap it up. Hey, got that ginger water right here. <clears throat> I'll wrap this up here. I believe in you so much, man. I believe in you. You're just you're one you're one of the seeds. You're one of the seeds that I would love to help continue cultivate. But this is your place. This is your place in life. This is your path in the journey right now. And there is nothing more to be said after this. You know, there is nothing more to be said. Of course, we've uh we've had this conversation, but you probably haven't felt in our conversations, I'm primarily getting you to find your own answers and you don't get to hear me just shoot off like this. So so I know you're listening to this and this is what I'm saying, man, is that I'm always going to be here for you. I will always be here for you. And whenever you decide that I'm willing to now put away the bullshit excuses in my life and I'm willing to find the reasons to get shit done, I will be here for you to help guide you through that path and that journey. And I want nothing but the success for you in your life. I want nothing but for you to realize yourself and to not waste another year and a half of your life and for us to come back in a year and a half's time and look at how different you are. You know, that's what, that's what, that's why when I said before, why do I care more than usual? I care more than usual in this scenario because I've seen what a year and a half has done to you and it's been not much. It's been not much. And to me, that is the scariest thing to go through a year and a half of your life and to essentially be the same person you were a year and a half ago. There is nothing more scary to me in this life because what that signals is that you have not changed. You have not changed for the better. You have not changed in the way that you said you would like to. And I, I know what that's like and it's fucking depressing. It's scary. It is what will bring tears to your eyes. I'm almost starting to cry now because it, rem- it reminds me of my journey, man. Yeah, shit, getting emotional, getting emotional. So that's it. That's it. Take control of your life. When you'll be, when will you be ready? You never will be. And that's exactly why you should move forward. The only way that you will ever know that whether you are ready or not is in retrospect. And in which case it doesn't matter at all because experience has shown you what you need to know. And now you can go and learn that. Fuck yes. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so I thank you all so much for being here with me. I thank you so much. And also just here, uh, because I know the outro is going to wrap up, but, um, you know, I, I always end this with just a little, just a little, uh, little message at the end here. If you guys, if you guys did resonate with any of this, please shoot me a message. Please shoot me your context. Bodger.com. I'm kind of doing the outro now, but you know, all I'm saying here is that stay connected with me, engage with me. This is what I live for. Listen to this context. This is the one-to-one shit. This is what makes it real. So whether it's on the gram or how do we tang one with all that stuff, just shoot me a message and I'd love to hear from you. All right, roll that outro. I thank you guys so much for being here. Ja. Yeah. <laughs>
Okay, my friends, thank you so much for listening in, diving in on this potto. I greatly appreciate it. Now, the best place to connect with me outside of this potto is on the gram at UiTang1, double OiTang1. You can send me DMs there. You connect on the daily content, inspirational shit there. Send your mom to good time. And also, if you would like to send me deeper context through the website, boldoja.com, which, of course, this potto is brought to you by. In the About section, there's a Contact Me form. You can send me anything there if it's longer form. And with that being said, you guys can pick up the uh, ebook Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game through the website, boldoja.com. You can book one-on-one Skype coaching, dive in for ongoing packages, get the real goings go, go, gains going there. And also through the boot camps, serious inquiries only if you're looking to have that path of illumination going for your social skill set, finally get your dating skill set handled, then go ahead and send those serious inquiries. Uh, yeah, Melbourne, Melbourne, March 15th, 16th. There's still one position available on that boot camp, but also looking at US in June. So hit me up there. And uh, that's all i got to say. I really thank you guys for being here with me. I'm so grateful. And I really just wish the best for all of you. You know, I'm here with you, and I thank you for being here with me. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.